0: everybody welcome to another uh, the glorious episode of jeff has cool friends my name is jeff may and i i have cool friends i sure do uh and i have a very cool friend somebody that i've been trying to get onto this show for quite some time i'm i'm so glad we could finally have it one of in my opinion the best comedians in the world uh i know Thanks. i know you can you can feel weird about it but i don't care uh one of the best comics uh just an incredible writer uh you you've seen her stuff on conan she's several books out there uh and just super super funny lori kilmartin lori hi
1: hi jeff thank you what a nice intro
0: it that no that's just this is what it is this is you and uh, and it is true you are uh you are a comics comic
1: <laughs> oh no i'm doomed
0: yeah I mean, well you're just you, I'm you're financially
1: talented doomed if i'm a comics comic oh boy yeah no yeah, i want to yeah. be an audience's comic how about that for once yeah.
0: well i mean you are that too uh but you also just we respect you oh. <laughs> which, which i don't know if you know this about a lot of audiences comics but they don't always get respect right. among the comedians that <laughs> people will try to ride their coattails but they won't necessarily be like this is a person that i would invite to thanksgiving
1: yeah uh, or he, this but- I wouldn't come to your Thanksgiving either, so I'm also a person you wouldn't invite because.
0: No, we would, but you would just deny it, and that's yes. even. better. Oh, I see.
1: The invite is the is the thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and just you know, your you, you sharp jokes. You're you're really really great. You have an amazing podcast, uh, the Jackie and Lori Show with uh, Jackie Casian. So I'm glad I could have you on. We met. I first saw you at Nerd Melt. Oh
1: which, yeah, R.I.P.
0: I, it was my, that was like my like home club. <laughs> and so, oh, like, really? Of wow. course, it got re- wrecked out. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah.
0: None of the other clubs were having me, but Nerd Melt's like, oh, you're, this is who you are as a person. Yeah. You can, you belong here.
1: Is, is it condos now? Like, they, they put a new building up completely, right? They didn't just put I, it. In. I will,
0: the last time I drove by it, cause for those of you that don't know, Nerd Melt was in the back of uh, Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard. It was basically sponsored by the Nerdist. Podcast space at that point in time. And it is now the last I drove by a giant hole in the ground. Wow. Just like sucks. a. That always hurts. A, you did a joke. It was set list. Oh. It was set yeah. list in like 2012. I okay. had just moved to LA. I had been to a couple open mics, but they were open mics. So the comics that I was meeting, you know, certainly have moved on to bigger and better things. But at the time, it was like a lot of open mic comics. And then I went to Nerd Melt for the first time, and it was set list. And you did a joke where the set list because set list is the comedians don't know what's coming, and you get surprised with like your premise.
1: Great topics. Yeah.
0: The topic that you got, the premise that was given to you was pro school shootings. <laughs> And your entire joke mm-hmm. was just you saying, now hear me out. <laughs> and the crowd erupted <laughs> for like a good 45 seconds of laughter. And then it just moved on. It was just right, the right. perfect economy of a joke where <laughs> I was like, oh, she's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Like, like it was just one of those things where like somebody's so good with so few words. It was like the Hemingway of comedy.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Well, I clearly, nothing I could say could have topped whatever laugh that was. So uh, they they would just, they you would just talk until you were done with a topic and then say, move on. Yeah. And sometimes you would talk for like, three or four minutes on a weird topic and then others like that when it's like all right you know I I, I know when to get out
0: yeah we 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 juiced the orange pretty good on that one so we can move on yeah I actually I love set lists probably my favorite way to do stand-up comedy is to like flex the muscle I mean because the joke writing muscle is obviously something that you work on but the whole like just out of nowhere like you have to be on your feet I actually really enjoy it because I'm a masochist
1: yeah, I sometimes I felt like the topic seemed written to be funny as opposed to like really random. Shit. Like I sometimes I was like, "Oh, I could see the joke that they were leading trying to lead me to sometimes with a topic versus just like a really crazy almost like a Mad Libs uh, Yeah. You know? yeah uh, smashing of words together where it, it was much more open so i i always preferred it when it was just like you know almost they they just drew three words out of a hat and made it into a clause that you had to rip yeah. off of, you it's know? like hitler
0: babysitter you're like all right let's see what i can do here yeah I, yeah, I, I, yeah i remember when i did I, it was like one where it was like oh it was uh i was with carlos all's rocky who you all i mean probably know as well oh, I, I we started modern.
1: No, we started together. I've known oh, Carlos wow. since like the early '90s because he's wow. from the Bay Area too. So yeah,
0: so the you listeners would know, uh, you know him probably as Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life, Reno Nine One One, and he got broken crystal ball. I remember he got that, and instead of going in the direction that they clearly were thinking of, he just did a yeah. Billy Crystal impression <laughs> for like seven minutes straight, and he didn't like breathe in it and just murdered it. Wow. So. So I met you you became uh I'm going to I'm going to word this delicately cuz I don't know how to word you became like my comedy crush when I saw you <laughs> perform cuz I was just like this person is doing everything perfectly on stage it was just you were well put together you were such a great joke writer and, and I was just like see the, the reason I'm I'm trying to choose better words cuz I th- I think the phrase obsessed is not correct okay. uh, and seems a little single white female-y in how I would do that but I was just so blown away by that in, in an area where I was relatively new to comedy. I'd only been about six to eight months in and, yeah. and to see that and be like, that's what this is supposed to be.
1: Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs>
0: and then we ended up to get on an episode of unpopular opinion together, like a very early episode. Oh, at yeah. cracked.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There was something about the super bowl and, and like people, Domestic abuse around the Super Bowl or something like that. It was a very. I
1: remember more going to that than the actual podcast because it was walking to it a little weird. Like it was was there some sort of back alley sort of. It was. Thing to it or am I it, mixing up with something It was
0: else? in a. It was in Santa Monica, and it was in like mm-hmm. a. Um, it was in like a like a just like a regular business office. And then you would walk in and be like, and here's cracks.com right here oh, in the, yeah, right, in the right, 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 yeah. right, right next to Livestrong. Um yeah. <laughs> and let me tell let me tell you, I recorded an episode. Lance I was in Armstrong? the office the day after uh Lance Armstrong. It was either the day after or the, the day of when Lance Armstrong finally admitted it. And buddy, they were scrambling in that office.
1: Oh man, that's yeah. depressing.
0: Yeah, it sure was. I
1: bet they believed, you know? Maybe.
0: Yeah. Or, or they were like, hey, our charity's about to fall apart. None of us are going to have jobs anymore. <laughs> I don't even know. if Is Livestrong still around?
1: I think, and I, I don't know what he did recently, but I think I recall Lance Armstrong doing or being accused of something else, Dickie. Like I, I
0: think it's that he's a huge ass. Yeah. Which he is. Like, he's just a huge, huge ass. I remember you, well, um the the thing that we we sort of like bonded over discussing was V C Andrews books. Was uh, Flowers yeah, in the, in the attic.
1: attic? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Where it was just like one of those things where you're like this is a weird thing to masturbate to but we are where we are.
1: <laughs> I my, I think my, my mom thought it was a regular romance novel. I don't think she knew I was reading about brother sister incest.
0: No. Um, but we all are in the long term. That's just that was his pre-porn hub at this point in time.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're like
0: now it's like, well, it's such a popular search at this point.
1: <laughs> well, I I'm watching uh, Arrested Development with my kid. I hadn't I hadn't seen the whole series like episode after episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing with with maybe and George Michael is so funny. They're cousins and they're very attracted to each other. It's hilarious. yeah.
0: It, or or at least at least one of them is trying to figure out if the other one is while navigating the seas of. Yeah. I just potential. got to the part
1: where she kissed him when the floor fell out, and uh, and now they're both like incredibly uh, and hilariously awkward around each other.
0: So. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, that's that really is a good show. It's 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 interesting the directions it went, but yeah, we have that. You were you were the um your monologue writer for Conan for for like ever, right? For like for years. for eleven years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wondered like what you're day would have been like doing a job like that being a monologue writer and, and having to be on it on like the current events like what was it what was like a day for that like
1: you know what it's weird because we just uh the super bowl was just on and the grammys were last week and i both times i was grateful that i didn't have to watch so <laughs> you know like i i i never had uh like a network tv or i never I, I just had streaming stuff you know i i was a cord yeah. cutter for a long time so i was always i was always trying to like go through clips online just to pre- piece together what happened at the award show so i could write jokes about it i didn't want to get you know tv so i could you know write uh grammy's jokes anyway to yeah. uh, so, pay
0: money to do homework
1: right so I was, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, man, you know, I I mean, I can find Rihanna's performance, but I don't have to write jokes about it today. So I can just do it at my leisure, which I enjoy. Yeah, we would get in, you know, around 9 a.m. and uh, start, you know, I, I mean, I'm always on Twitter, so I'm sort of always aware of stories like pop culture things, things that were uh, not super niche, but just well-known enough where you could put it yeah. into a monologue. You know, you can't get super detailed on stories just because you have to you need stuff that almost everybody knows or most of the audience knows so it's it's always more general anyway and uh write premises for a while you know just setups i would just go through the news and write like a bunch of setups uh so same with the other writers brian Kylie, and yeah um and great and, comic and, and,
0: originally from boston
1: oh, he's so so great and he's a driver special that's um if you know people have kids it's it's clean he's such a clean joke writer great yeah, joke.
0: he's a he's a very crisp uh joke writer that is yeah. yeah he just did uh he just did mint on card not too long ago mint on card the show okay. and the oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah he's great uh and then we would just write jokes send in a batch conan would pick the ones he liked and then we'd get you know notes on i like this story i don't like these jokes so more different jokes on this story and then uh we'd meet with them and we'd go through that process again and then um you know shoot a, four 30 in the afternoon. So um, it was, it was a couple of really fun, intense meetings with Conan. And I think like, like Brian would probably say this too, because it was after a while, it was just us on the monologue team, but we got to like hang out with Conan during when it was just sort of downtime. And I, and I think like the sketch team had a different experience with him because they would present sketches in front of everybody. And that's when Conan would, you know, be talking to them about what he liked or didn't like. Versus us, it was a little more hanging out. Yeah, it was. I think we had a different. You know, we get to have like you know an hour or two a day hanging out with Conan O'Brien, so it was really cool.
0: It's not so bad. Yeah, he was really. I found him very affable uh, and also uh, much taller than I thought. Even though, cause I, cause I'm tall, I don't know yeah. if you like I'm six four, and me and yeah, him, I was like, cool oh, I, huh?
1: He's six right? four.
0: He was. It, Is he it was
1: taller to you.
0: Uh it might be he was wearing nice shoes, or it might be that eye level is different for me, where I'm I'm like looking and I'm like, I'm not used to this.
1: Yeah, it freaked um, you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where so where yeah. I, I know people where I'm like, yeah, that person's so much bigger than me. And then somebody else will be like, You guys are the exact same height. Yeah, but meeting yeah, yeah. him was very interesting. But what was very funny, because I met him when when Valerie did Conan, and I don't know why I brought this up, but my mentor back when I was a teacher grew up with Jay Leno. And they were like really tight.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That like when they were when they were younger. And and like I was like, whatever. And then he showed me his yearbook, and it was like very clear that that was the case. Oh, um, wow. So so I taught eighth grade and like when your first year they give you like a mentor, somebody that oh, that's there. I know that. Uh and the guy I had, he was a really nice guy, but he was the guy that was in charge of like the at-risk head kids. Oh, okay. And so he would have all this really terrible advice for me. He would give me like advice, like he's like, like he was teaching me to be a prison guard. And I was like, Oh, no, I, I, I can manage my class. Like, I don't need that part. But but it was, it was very funny, like, because he was like, Oh, yeah, he's like, we used to fix cars. And by that, I mean, I'd fix the cars and he would screw around on the in the motorized chair. Um, But I brought it up. And and, and Maybe after, he
1: should have been fixing the cars for Leno because he he just he just yeah. caught on fire fixing that it. guy.
0: That guy, <laughs> he's just like he's become like Leslie Nielsen at this point in time, just getting weird injuries.
1: I know. Because I know. didn't
0: he also like break something he in a
1: crash? Something back to back where you're like, what's happening? Calm down. You need Who'd have, have a driving
0: hundred year old cars and are like weird weird non-rolling cage kind of ass thing like around Burbank in the era of teenagers with cell phones driving $90,000 Mercedes G-Wagons it's like some kid is going to kill Jay Leno and it's going to wind up on TikTok
1: yes for sure for sure,
0: and that's. Yeah. Do you? Do you all of our
1: deaths will end up on TikTok. One hundred
0: percent. That's my dream. My fantasy. Just
1: tag me in my own death. That's yeah. all I ask. Yeah, so they
0: won't. You days. know they won't. <laughs> they'll never credit. They'll never credit the uh, yeah. the artist. That just happened with Alex Hooper. Alex Hooper is going through that where his AGT stuff has been shared. Uh, on like both TikTok and Twitter and Instagram by these accounts that have that are like you know he's looking at the view counts and it's like forty million views and he's like you could have at least just said my name.
1: They're not even saying his name.
0: Nope, they don't tag him. They don't say his name. They're just like he got him. Oh. My and he's God. like, you know, I'm a person oh, and not just like an automaton for the content mill, right?
1: And and AGT owns that footage, so he can't make any money. Mu- he can't get.
0: No, but he can get, isn't it embarrassing how important followers is in our it's career? So
1: stupid. I just, it, I just, it, this morning spent time like going through uh, a set, you know, trying to find some crowd work stuff I could post. And uh, first of all, it's time consuming and it's, you're looking at something you already did, you know, it's not the future, it's the past. No. And yeah, I mean, it's not something I want to do, but clearly it works. You know, for when when it takes off, like I think a lot of us have a ton of clips, up, but for some reason, there's there's just a time when it takes off for people and you can't predict what bit or when or anything no. like that. But all of a sudden you've got people like you've never heard of selling out shows. They're adding shows. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, what am I going to do?
0: It's like, oh, well, they they called somebody a, a dick <laughs> uh, on uh, TikTok. in a a comedy set so now they're selling out they're selling out clubs it's it's such a weird like I'm not going to say that comedy is like an is a is a job with integrity like I I recognize that we are clowns yeah but there's also something about like this like crowd work thing where we all have to scramble where now I'm like I'm terrified that it's literally ruining stand-up because now people are like oh I want to be a part of this so it's like inspiring all the worst people to come to comedy and it's scaring away the people that just want to laugh because now they think they're going to get crowdworked.
1: Right. I mean, you can tell, though, the people that want to be part of the show and it's almost as fun as doing crowd work with someone who doesn't really want to talk to you is denying a person who wants to be in the show that role.
0: And you go you
1: see them get agitated. It's
0: you, fun. You talk about that a lot on the Jackie and Lori show about how much you hate when when the crowd tries to get involved. Like,
1: well, uh, Jackie doesn't like it. I I I I ask them questions, you know, yeah. that will lead into bits. And so if they don't give me anything or they just have a vibe of they don't want to talk to me, I don't fixate on it. But some people, and some you know, some people you could tell they're they're trying to be funny, and then it's like I'm not going to stick with you. But other people, I mean, it's interesting. They will answer honestly. It's like, you don't, I'm always, I always want to go, you don't have to answer these questions, but I'm not going to stop asking them because you keep answering them and your answers are insane. So I'll keep going, but you know, you're not, and you're, you you didn't take an oath.
0: (laughs) I think they (laughs) think that (laughs) the funny thing that you're about to say did actually just happen to you before on your way to the club instead of, a joke that you wrote, you know, a year ago or something. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. The idea that like, because I'll I'll have that where people will be like, so is that did that really happen? I'm like, well, it didn't happen just now. So like now I'll do a joke where I'll be like, So my grandfather just died, you know, when I wrote this joke four years ago or right. whatever. Just because it's like at this point in time, I'm not gonna pretend that it's all real at this point. You um
1: yeah.
0: Jackie, the Jackie and Lori show. It is a great show. Uh, You you and Jackie Cation are two fantastic comedians. You build up, like one of the parts of this is is sort of that frustration in the sort of male-dominated aspect and like the boys club of stand-up comedy. So one of the things you do that I think is really great is you exalt female comics that aren't necessarily getting the attention that you feel that they deserve, which I think is really great. And it's a reminder, because I actually, every once in a while, you guys release the list. Like a comprehensive list, and I will usually save it when I'm looking oh, to book. I've booked off of your list.
1: Oh, cool. Um,
0: if I'm looking for Mint on card, because here's the thing: the most confident people that send booking requests are straight white men.
1: Yeah, I bet.
0: I and bet. when you're on a monthly with six people, and it's like a bunch of dudes in your inbox, I'm like, oh, I got to figure something out. I got to, I, I got to mix this <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. And and so I'll, I will go to that and have on regular occasions.
1: Oh, neat. I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing comic the week since we started. Our first one was Marcella Arguello, who just released a really funny half hour on, on HBO Max. And um, I guess we started in 2015. So we have seven years worth of I don't know. I can't do math, but it's a lot. Seven times 50, say. So, so that's that, that's 350. about
0: 350. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's kind of impressive.
1: Yeah, and like, and I keep thinking we're getting low, and even now, like, you know, I'll just be out. I was just at uh, Westside, and there was two comics that I I'm like, oh my god, I don't think we've done either of these guys. Like, they just keep popping up. There's there's yes. so many funny women that are doing comedy that are, and just like the generation that started, you know, in the last ten years, they they got. I, I feel like they got to skip a lot of bad years. Like there's because they they watched so much stand up. So much stand up was accessible to them. They kind of learned how to write jokes by watching hours and hours of great joke writers on Comedy Central or wherever they were, yeah. they were watching stand up versus like me, I mean like, you know, we, you know, there was hardly any stand up and then it was on HBO and we didn't have HBO and you know, I mean, you yeah. you kind of just had to bumble and fumble for a couple of years before you figured it out. So I I feel like that um the younger generation got to skip maybe like five years of you know fail, of that failure.
0: that work. I remember <laughs> as a kid, it was VH1 Stand Up Spotlight.
1: Oh yeah, Rosie O'Donnell show, right?
0: Yep, the MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour. Yeah,
1: or yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: Star Search was right, the yeah. other way I had access to stand up comedy. And then yeah. if HBO had a preview weekend, oh, that, yeah, was, that was that was one of the. Photos. It's it's funny because you know and I've, I've mentioned this to to him but like dana gould is a good example of that where like i think i was friends with him for like well over a year before i ever mentioned that i watched his specials when i was a kid and yeah. just was and, and like still remember all these jokes yeah 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 where i was like you know you made me look up what a nymphomaniac was with one of your jokes <laughs> when i was a kid <laughs> and that was good. that was really interesting so you've been doing this show the uh, jackie and Lori show uh i believe it's on max fun is that correct Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is just a really great, very funny podcast about sort of stand-up, how it works, but sort of all the highs and lows that come with being a professional stand-up comedian. And mm-hmm. it's very fascinating to listen to, very fun, such a great thing. I cannot suggest uh, that podcast enough if you guys are looking. It's Monday Drops, right?
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I and mean, uh, usually kind of just talk about our week. And every once in a while, like, it's so weird when we started, I didn't know how much, how long it would last because how much can you talk about stand-up comedy? But it turns out like, uh, it's stand-up comedy seems to be the most popular thing in the United States, if not the world, you know, it's like always trending on Twitter. There's always some controversy. It's, it's, it's nonstop about stand-up comedy. It's weird. It's weird.
0: It's usually yeah. just like, all right, who is a rapist Yeah, or who is a transphobe? Yeah. And yeah. how often yeah, do those I mean, mix?
1: I don't want to get into like material, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, there's uh, since I've started, there's been comics doing terrible material, including myself. So I, I feel like I, I can't really <laughs> be like too, because I'll watch old stuff and go, oh, my God, what was I? You know, I know what I was trying to do, but I wasn't able to execute it or something. But, um, you know, that's up to the audience, I guess, you know, if, if they like, you know, certain kind of jokes, whatever. Uh, I guess I feel like now my the only people I would really just take a stand against uh, are people who behave terribly to other comics, you know, sex predators yes. versus somebody who's just like. To me, that's not great comedy, but I, you know, obviously they're selling at a stadium and I'm not. So I don't know. They got a finger on some pulse that I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Hacks are a hack is harmless unless they do harm. And it's like it's it's the people that do harm that are the problem.
1: Yeah. I guess the arguments, you know, like with like trans material is is a lot of trans people are saying, yeah, but look at all the violence that's happening against trans people. And, um, I don't think the comedians that do sort of material that, you know, they, everyone likes to like, not be responsible for, you know, it's just a joke, but does that, I guess, laxity in the wrong ears, you know, cause, you know, give that person the, uh, the feeling that they could get away with violence. I have no idea. I don't even know how to study this. Um, The inspiration
0: of harm. Yeah, I think some like people, a concern. yes, yeah. think
1: that like um, material can lead to violence. I don't. I have no idea. Um, but I, I, I mean, it's an interesting uh, thing to ponder. But I definitely, you know, being an ass does things is is definitely bad. So I'm hundred yeah. percent against those guys. But they seem no one seems to mind, and um, they seem to they keep getting work, and the. You know, the comics that point it out and say, hey, this is wrong. They actually lose work. It's really, really backwards. It's a, it sucks. I just uh, hope that more female comics just keep coming. <laughs> like yeah. at some point they'll be overwhelmed. Yeah. I hope.
0: That's um, what you had mentioned earlier is actually how I got banned from the haha
1: what
0: happened <laughs> i there was like an, an embroilment with there was like one of these guys these like alt-right comics that was doing a show at the haha ha on twitter yeah. and he was insulting somebody that i care about and i just lit him up i just roasted the shit out of him he was a very dumb man if on you stage believe. or off stage off stage it no okay. it was on twitter
1: okay and then oh, he challenged
0: he challenged me to a fight which is such a funny comedy thing. Cause I'm oh just my like, God. I'm Comics like are
1: so dumb. I love it. I mean, it, I mean, obviously there's a negative repercussion for you, but it, 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 people, they get so precious over stand-up, you know,
0: it, it, it's so. very funny. Well, I think he got frustrated cause he would try to be mean to me and I would just yeah. be like, no, I'm just going to make you look stupid. Yeah. Um, and so he was, he tried to fight me at the ha ha and tagged them <laughs>
1: Oh no! In it.
0: <laughs> to try to like. He's like, "What do you say you fight me at my show at the Aunt ha ha?" And I was like, "Well, that means something would actually be happening at the ha ha." And somebody jumped in and was like, "We've got all these great shows. Look at this one." And they did a screenshot of a flyer that had a, a rapist on it that just had somebody that had a child. A very famous comedian, a very famous nut roasting comedian. And I was like, oh, well, the uh, grown men that teenagers demographic is represented. So at least you have that. And then they banned me. They like sent me a message on Instagram. (laughs) Even though we did this on Twitter, they found me (laughs) on Instagram to ban me. And I said, I live down the street from you and I've never been to your club. (laughs) This is a lateral move.
1: Yeah. The hard thing is, is every club seems to have decided to let one sex offender by like, some clubs will ban one, but not the other, and then another club will do the reverse. And so, like custody, yeah,
0: they yeah. split custody of it. Yeah, that's. I think the comedy store has actually gone really good about like being much more sort of not into yeah sex pests.
1: It's you just. It's so. It's always so surprising to me because there are so many funny comedians. You don't have to let anyone like that on your stage like you're not suffering quality um even if you just want straight white guys you there's a billion funny straight white guys and you're one of them like you don't have to you don't have to you're not like oh we we gotta put Dalia on stage there's no one else yeah it's la there's so many else's
0: how are we (laughs) gonna sell tickets without chris
1: i know i feel
0: like you're going to i feel like it'll be okay
1: yeah, that always—that just surprises me. That um, I mean, even even if you without the, you know, predators, it seems like there's a lot of booking the same people, and it and um, it's like I don't know, guys. There's so many funny people, maybe just like a little bit lower on a lower run, that yeah. you know, it's time to it's time to let let them on the stage. You know,
0: there is this interesting aspect about stand up comedy and. It's not, this isn't the only thing I want to talk about, but I I do want to talk about that because there's this idea and in maybe in other cities and smaller cities, it might work, but there's this idea that for some reason, headline, there's like headliners can be a thing in LA. And I'm like, I don't know. There's like five famous comedians. There's not a lot of people that will draw tickets. Like the individual is on the show. They'll draw tickets. It's like, oh, Chris Rock is here. Or something yeah. like that you know yeah. uh kevin hart is here you know like there, there are names that are like big and then it's just 12 famous people on a show and people will go to a show because of how good the show is like people yeah. in la become fans of shows more than they become fans of individual comedians i think oh,
1: interesting wow yeah uh yeah i could see that
0: yeah and then you, so you stack them up with strong comics. If you yeah. stack, like it doesn't matter how famous the comedian is. If they are a murderer, they belong on a show. Mm-hmm. As long yeah, as they're no know,
1: argument for me,
0: sex predator at that point in time. Yeah, th- that's also the thing. Funny and also not a sex pest. Um, so the, you've got uh, some albums out. Most yeah. recently, we have uh, what forty five jokes about my dead dad.
1: Uh, that came out. I taped it in 2014. It came out in 2017. Okay. And And then, um, Corset.
0: Yeah. Came out in 21. Corset. Um, Corset's very funny. Thank you. Uh, you, you talk a lot. Like it seems to me like the, the, the major point, obviously, you write what you know is sort of the trials and tribulations of being a single parent. Um, being a comedian and being a single parent, being responsible for your family. Uh, At the time, I believe your mother was, was with us when you recorded that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And and it's, it's super strong. It's such a great album. It was surprisingly hard for me to find to like buy the album.
1: Um, Thank you for buying it. Yeah. uh, Well, I I'm currently being blackballed by Sirius. So none of my tracks are being played and, um, it's. I, I I don't know. I mean, I had to type it in to find it on Spotify, because of this, you know, Spoken Giants lawsuit. Um, so yeah, it's hard to find. I guess. Long story short, it's hard to find.
0: I ended up having it? to. Because I, I ended up having to get like a special SoundCloud Plus account to to get access to it. Really. Yeah. um, Because I couldn't get it on Spotify. Um, I I don't have Apple Music. And I I, uh, this is going to sound obnoxious. I refuse to use Amazon. So I had to get around that. Um,
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then I feel less. That no it's, are, it's not yeah. it's
0: it was hard for me it won't like be hard, you're not,
1: hard you're, it's hard to get to a san francisco from here i refuse to take the five or a highway 99 fair
0: yeah okay. I, I, I get like, it but uh,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you could stream it on apple music um but and uh title <laughs> it was on uh and i was looking through all those things but i listened to the album it's so strong it's so funny um what's the so what's the title the title's corset why
1: um, at the time i was uh being uh constricted it's a metaphor by uh my 12-year-old child and my 82-year-old mother that's how i felt i felt like i could barely breathe because they were both just uh tightening um tightening the the i guess the whalebone behind me or whatever uh every single day so that's kind of what it felt like and then after I recorded it, I kind of sat on it for like a year and a half, but, but by the time I released it, uh, my mom was dead and my son was like 14 or 15, I forget 14, maybe. So that it all started to kind of release a little bit. So I, I, even if I had to re-record it because of this lawsuit, I couldn't, because I'm not in the same place emotionally as I was with some of those jokes. I mean, me talking about my mom, you know, wanting her, Hoping she dies soon, (laughs) you know, because she lived with me and we all shared a bathroom. You can't replicate that exhaustion. (laughs) So, you
0: know,
1: it is funny. It's there forever the way it is.
0: So, your son, he's what, 14, 15 years old?
1: He's 16 now. He's 16.
0: Um, Has he listened? No. No. he doesn't yeah he has no interest in that yeah did you like because i was wondering as i was listening to that like you know you you've really nailed the sort of the single parent like that 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 exhaustion so i was wondering what that the title meant because i was like it's not just going to mean that she's wearing a corset on the on the cover um which is great by the way Thanks. uh
1: Kim
0: but, money. Huh? and oh, Christella
1: course. alonzo i just mentioned that on twitter that i was wearing a corset for my photo shoot and Christella's like uh, who's putting that on for you? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'll put it on, right? And it turns out just lacing somebody up in a corset is a, a job mm-hmm. that people have in theater. And she had done it because she was like, uh she got a theater degree in Texas, wherever she went to college. So she just volunteered to come over and put me in this thing and then take me out of it. And we couldn't have done it without her. I mean, she's she's incredible.
0: That That is... uh that's such a great like sort of like side thing. You're like, oh, Christella Alonzo. You know, Cristela Alonzo. She yeah. typed my corset for me for the for the the cover. It's great.
1: Yeah, she hung out for hours. We, you know, because uh, Kim took a bunch of pictures and then I had to be let out of it.
0: Kim New <laughs> Money.
1: Just cut just cut me out of it, but yeah.
0: Kim New Money is a photographer out of LA for those listening that are have no idea what we're talking about, who has, in my opinion, mastered color. Like yeah. she is a photographer that knows how to make color work in ways that it's very hard for I think other people to land.
1: Yeah,
0: and and I think it, I think she's quite impressive. Oh um,
1: yeah, all of her pictures are just—they look so cool.
0: Did you warn your son about like the jokes and stuff, and, and like and just be like you know just so you like do you, like how do you handle that because the jokes he is oftentimes the butt of the joke, but in a very playful and loving way, but like. Did you have to address that with him ahead of time?
1: Well, actually I I think that I'm more the butt of the joke cuz the, the I think the like thematically on a lot of these things is I'm um I I'm trying to do the right thing in a terrible way mm-hmm. because I I'm you know like you know like um you know, the way I would teach my son Spanish, you know, or the way, um, I, you know, don't want him to get too attached to men I'm dating and stuff. Right. Like mm-hmm. the, w- how it plays out joke wise, it's, it's, you know, it seems.
0: That's the the dead uncle's bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The or title that, of that track, I believe. And made him speak to me in Spanish or he was going to yeah. drown. Right. Um, just to boil, just to take all the punchlines out and boil it down to their essence. Yeah. But I, I always kind of feel like, um, even the jokes that are kind of about him are actually about me being um a terrible executioner of good intentions
0: yes so yeah that. and that that that's noticeable but i was wondering like if for example if he were to hear it mm-hmm. would he would he understand that he wouldn't eternal internalize it and be and have that cuz i was wondering it's one of those things where obviously you're doing it right and and you're a hell of a parent but when i was listening to it i was just like imagining the sit down conversation with him of being like these jokes aren't about you they're about me you are in that or or would that make him more curious to seek it out and you don't want that
1: oh no i i think he i mean he he's gone to shows and he's watched me and stuff like that and and aside from the fact of me like stating a simple fact like i have a son or my son is Hispanic or he's 16 after that it's all lies <laughs> so he sees that immediately and is just like thinks i'm just writing short stories or something i don't think he he thinks
0: that he understands that about it.
1: him whatsoever like he yeah. doesn't recognize the person i'm talking about on stage as him him as far as i can yeah. tell you my
0: 61 year old mother does not understand that oh, my mom I thinks that, that every joke i make is like about her
1: and <laughs>
0: and to I think I'd, I'd said a joke about how I, I did this joke about people that 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 talk about like, well, I got spanked as a kid and I turned out fine. And it's like, uh, it seems like you want to hit kids.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't seem
0: fine. And it's just like a simple, innocuous joke that I could, I'm sure I'm not the first person to write that joke. And my mom, who had, of course, uh, struck me as a child because she was small and I am not, um, was really just like, how could you say that about me? Then I'm like, what? what? She's like, I did my best. And I'm like, mom, this isn't what it's about. It's about how we break the cycle of those things. And you know, and she no, no, she did she wouldn't talk to me for like four days. Really? Over oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was,
1: all you did was say that your mom hate you when you were
0: a kid. No, I didn't even say that. Oh. I, I just said, wow. you know, I, I, like, I would think it was like you know, to cut to, to the, the point of it was basically like, you know, I mean, fill in the blanks, everybody, you've all heard this, like, my parents hit me and, and then the whole crowd yells out, I, you know, I wound up okay, or I'm okay. And then it's just like, no, you're not. You want to yeah. beat children. That's not okay. And that's yeah. the joke. Yeah and, yeah. and it comes back where it cycles into like, how could you say that about me? And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, what? And there were people like trying, there were people on Facebook trying to calm my mom down as she's like, I am in tears over this. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And I tried calling her and she's like, how could you say this about me? And I'm like, oh.
1: I don't know what to say about that. I mean, maybe it's different because you're all of a sudden you, you were a child with no voice and now you have a voice and and maybe every parent gets defensive when you, when, when the adult child starts going to therapy (laughs) and coming home with like, Hey, what, you know, I think maybe every parent gets defensive. And so you're doing it comedically. So maybe that's it. But my kid's been sort of raised with, you know, me telling stories about him that he knows aren't true or um, are just ridiculous. So he just, I don't know for him, it's like shrug, you know, I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't really listen. He's got more he's older. He's, he'll listen and you know, but it's not, it's noise.
0: It's like, he's got more important things to worry about than those jokes. He
1: does. He's a, yeah. he, he wants to do anime. So all he cares about is anime. So, you know, that's it. He
0: wants to be an, uh, like an animator.
1: Yeah. He wants to make anime. I don't know that he wants to like do Walt Disney stuff, but it's a little, he wants to do Japanese anime, I guess.
0: Okay that's uh, something doable has he never met anybody that works in that world no uh-uh. no huh. not yet. no i'll send you some okay cool. uh i'm like i i know some people that work in 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 animation not necessarily okay. anime but they can work through that
1: he yeah he belongs to like this um there used to be a, a school out here called the hollywood animation academy and The guy who ran it during COVID, he kind of closed the school down. It was like in-person drawing lessons Mm -hmm. went over Zoom, and then he closed the school. But now everyone that went to the school kind of meets every Thursday on Zoom for like a just to talk about the business. It's kind of like I listen in. It's like it's like therapy for all these guys. It's kind of fun. But my son's so so my son's hearing like these grown-up animators kind of talk about the business and stuff, and um, uh, you know he has no idea half the stuff they're talking about. But yeah. you know, the younger kids are allowed to listen in and sort of I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool. I like
0: I, that is rad to like open yeah. that door and to allow them in. Yeah. 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 And, um you uh you you've written two books and we're gonna talk about those for a second.
1: Okay.
0: Uh before we do that, uh I don't know if you know this, but if uh people are listening to this for free, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh you know who I appreciate more is people that sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com Jeff May because they give me money. And then I use that to live, which is awesome. Um, Now, that being said, uh, if you sign up for the producer tier at patreon.com slash Jeff May, you can for a very affordable amount of money, I will read the name of your choice off uh, in here. So, uh, Lori, we're going to say thank you to a couple of people. And some people have some questions in here that we can actually talk about. So, okay. Prompts. That's exciting, right? For example, I would like to give a huge shout out to it was me, Jeff. I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning so you could afford more gas station Pop Tarts, keeping you sluggish, just slow enough for me to steal Christmas. Yeah, gas station Pop Tarts. That is my go to road trip snack. Do you have a dirt bag road trip snack, su- sweet and salty?
1: Let's see. I mean, I I do love a uh, smart food white cheddar uh, popcorn. Hell yeah! Um, and that's a newer one. That's like in the last like eight years or something like that. Um, I I'll get you know just squares of cheese. I'll eat just cheese.
0: It's a much healthier way to do it than like all the yeah. processed garbage that I'm putting in there.
1: Um, yeah, I, I I don't like the Pop-Tarts too much, but um, it's more my favorite. Like I don't do a ton of road driving but i um my usually when i'm driving it's to the bay area mm-hmm. and i always stop with a flying j down on the other side of the grapevine that's my i've been stopping there since college so it's really? my favorite travel plaza um i've never taken a shower i think it's just for truckers but i'm always like uh it, it always makes me go i could be a trucker i know i could be a trucker if i needed to be
0: you could be i and used to work first, at
1: There used I don't know what the situation is nationwide. There used to be Flying J's all over the place, you know, and it was like a trucker's um, chain, you know. So, so I would whenever I would stop there, I would, you know, they just had more elite driving things to, you know, to keep you busy or not bored versus, you know, your Arco or something like that, AMP Mini Mart. Yeah. So I don't know if the Flying J is still still such a large chain, but they do have a nice one. Uh, off the five uh when you're when you're coming from la it's after the grapevine and of course when you're going to la it's before the grapevine
0: pilot flying J, you said right that's the yeah name the pilot. Flying J. Yeah, the uh, pilot. yeah so at the time of uh this being written up uh from mashed.com there was about 750 wow. flying Js, so they seem to be doing well
1: yeah yeah good for them well, they, yeah they go the extra mile when it comes to amenities for uh drivers yeah I, I find
0: yeah i i used to work at a trucking company in college oh. uh that and that was fun because yeah they had like dorms what there was the name of it a dewey pile so okay. it was based out of pennsylvania so it was an east huh? coast uh it was east coast stuff so it was guys that would do local new england pickups and then they would do what's called line hall where you would drive to you know five six hours to like philadelphia or something from central I, mass
1: i have wealthy cousins who are their mother it's not on the Kilmartin Martin side their mother was a Fleming from the Fleming trucking company oh which damn like some uh big uh kansas-based I, I-, I don't know if they've got bought up but I used to drive on the road and see Fleming trucks and be like yeah that's what I- that's why but they got the big it, yeah.
0: house. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those things where I remember because my the re, I got the job because my stepdad worked there, and one of the things he said is, um, "You you'll never be able to download freight," is what he said. As far as job security was concerned, right. he's like, "Yeah, you want a job? Like shipping is always going to be a job because Your Dad was
1: right." Yeah, honestly
0: he went for it um so thank you very much to Cronenberger Meisterberger you me up mm-hmm. on purpose three Jacob Tremblay's in a trench coat sneaking into an r-rated movie shout out to Parker Aylesworth, Christy Salinas hi your friendly neighborhood mortician here to encourage you to get life insurance so that is important to know uh as somebody who works with the dead you're gonna want that yeah Jeff has colossal feet probably you're a swimmer, I right?
1: Imagine it would be odd if a six foot four guy didn't.
0: They used to be huge. I used to have a size fifteen.
1: What well, your feet got smaller?
0: Yeah, yeah. I lost a lot of weight when I was boxing, uh, and oh. the feet like they shrank up a little bit. I went from a fifteen to a thirteen.
1: Oh, that's oh okay.
0: And that was great. No. You were a swimmer in college, right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that was. You still do it? Is that right? You still, you still. Go yeah, normally. I mean,
1: I swim a couple times a week. You know, I it's um. I'm, I, I'm always like reevaluating my relationship with swimming <laughs> I love it but then but then the part of me that's like um isn't happy with how my swimming career ended is like every time I work out it's not good enough and so I don't sometimes I don't feel good even though I love swimming and it's the only sport that I can still do gracefully and pretty well so it's if I could just get that part of my head out of my head and it just like, enjoy being in the water. I I was, um, I, I, I watch a lot of like reels of swim technique and stuff. Um, so that kind of helps me, but th- then there's somebody had commented who was a swimmer and, and, uh, had commented on a reel that somebody put up about stroke drills, about how much they miss being in the water. Cause they had long COVID and they couldn't swim at all. And I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, that's all like, I would as much as I You know, swimming, I I get in my head about it and I have these mixed feelings in it. Like if I couldn't swim, my heart would be broken. But anyway, I I think I went off on a tangent. I don't know. That's what
0: this is about. This is all about tangents at this point in time. Yeah, that's very similar to me with boxing where Mm. I go in, you know, and like I spar a lot with people and I'm like, why am I doing that? Like I'm 41 years old and I'm just like, no, no, you got to hit me right here. Like hit me. (laughs) I'm just like, what am I doing? You should come by, you should come and hit me sometime. Uh, you're, it's in Burbank. <laughs> you, it wouldn't mind. be a far trip. Um, shout out to verbose minimalist, world's humblest man. Mind Freak 555 says the Varsity is just an okay fast food restaurant. I've never, I've never heard of it. Mind Freak 555. Shout out to ass of bass. And you know, it's funny because I get these and then I'll get like, Jen, be earnest, enjoy what you love. And I'm like, oh, you're better than what I'm doing here. You're a better person. Than what we have. Nicholas, we're doing great. Fabian, Gotham City, Osha, Grumblebee, every day you should do something just for yourself or also for Jeff May. Appreciated that. That's a good. Jocular, haggard, cantankerous fool. You'll notice there's going to be a lot of JHCFs because of the show. Shout out to Vortispin, just boof it. Indiana, just Kurt Vonnegut, the wandering, unpierced left nipple. That's a weird one. Whoever put that in, you're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to ask for help. See, that's the thing. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get the wandering unpierced left nipple, and then I'll get it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to ask for help.
1: I, I think the first person needs to ask for help.
0: Yeah, or at I least take a break. The
1: second one was a cry to the first person.
0: Yeah, that person was originally gonna write, like, you know, like happy, happy Jill. And then they saw the unpierced left nipple and they're like, no, I got to actually calm this yeah, person
1: down.
0: You got to step in. Shout out to Clawful. Uh Kelly says, eat the rich. They're hoarding all the blue check marks. The guy who played JJ in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, Lisa Harden, also my co-producer on Mint on Card. Jessica Robertson, Silius Ruby, The Digital Phil, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, The Great Radvertising Scam, A Jeff May Joint, and Aaron Meyer. Ooh, we're almost done. Or are we? Shout out to follow Crippled Giraffe on Instagram for fun drawings and designs. Instagrams at Mr. M. Tolly. I have a question for you. Twitter. Wait, these that, are all
1: new Patreons this week?
0: These are people that are paying me this week to pay to say this name.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like.
0: If if these were all new patrons, I would.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. My Patreon, it's small but mighty. Um,
1: here's the thing I, and I, I've said this on the Jackie and Laurie show, if you are a listener and you're enjoying this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, you should pay for it. I mean, it's giving you something that you enjoy. Even if you just pay $5 a month, that's a dollar and a quarter per show. And, mm-hmm. and if you look at how much, if it helps you on your drive, you know, or whenever you listen to it, you know, uh, people, Everyone expects comedians to do everything for free now. Basically, really, yeah. You know, yeah. you got to do a podcast for free. You got to, um, you know, your special. You got to put it out on YouTube, and it's got to cost you twenty five thousand dollars to put it. Like, I don't know how people expect comedians to still keep making money. And my my and you know, you can get someone's album for free. You used to have to have to buy it. Yeah. So I, I still really, do. Performers are. Free. So, you know, I mean, all, all we can do is just say, you know, you can't, we can't keep doing it like this much longer. And, and if you buy it, you know, we're giving you something, we're not asking for charity. You're getting a conversation that you're obviously listening to and enjoying. You're getting an album that you probably will listen to more than once. Like you're getting something for it. And all we're asking is that you buy it. Or a (laughs) book. It doesn't cost very much.
0: Or a book, yeah. you could buy a copy of "Dead People Suck" from it's, yeah, which yes. that's that's uh, that's become like your merch, right? You've been traveling with that, and then yeah, you, it's you, very you heavy, that, right? <laughs> like
1: when people like I, I read your book from the library, I'm like, oh, all right, thanks.
0: Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> but that. Like, hey, you. I
1: I have a Libby account too. I can't afford hardbacks anymore, so yeah, I get it. But yeah, I travel with my book, and uh, I I wrote too, so I bring them, and um, you know, the parenting book sells more.
0: Mom, that yeah. was like that was on the New York Times list, right?
1: For a week, yeah.
0: Hey, but I would rather. Just
1: can I ask week. you something? Yeah.
0: Can you not diminish that accomplishment, please? That is an incredible thing to accomplish.
1: Eh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That is such an incredible thing. It is a thing that statistically, a hundred percent of the rest of the world aren't going to do. Statistically, yeah. You know, like that's so cool. Mm-hmm. You made onto the I mean, New York Times list.
1: It is, but like, so did Donald Trump Jr. Because he bought like a million copies of his book. Like, you know, not yeah. that I didn't do that. We didn't do that. But it's just like, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's not bad. It's I mean, not bad. I hate to it, say I it, but liked it had it stayed there a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's not like he's and then it went away. It's not like he's unpopular. You know, that's the thing, too. Like, yeah. So did John, Donald Trump Jr. But he's got a following. Like, I don't
1: think he has a following of readers.
0: No, they can't read, but they buy it.
1: Readers. Yeah. They
0: buy to support so they can put it on a on a bookshelf that they never use.
1: Maybe.
0: I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Carlos Castillo's unpopular opinion is Jeff doesn't even like Batman. I ain't got time to bleed. Itty bitty Millie committee. I'm so mush today. I feel like you yeah, guys they wrote...
1: paid for a non mush mouth Jeff May. I don't know what's happening.
0: I'm a mess. I'm just, I'm a wreck. I have to go to I have to go away to a wedding this week uh, and it's all the way in Connecticut. And I just I don't want to go into like freezing rain sucks. You're awesome. Keep on keeping on Nolan. Tubi's Dark Herald says watch a breed apart. Rutger Hauer's Eagle movie. Shout out to Dan Hackroyd. Burrito mouth. Norm from Cheers. While my chocolate starfish gently weeps. (laughs) Lemming Malloy. Instagram and Twitter is at Bob underscore of underscore skull. Mackenzie Chill. I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little shit. So stop asking. They all want me to do a history podcast. Mm-hmm. I already did that job. It's called I Retired. So mm-hmm. they let you retire when you're 30.
1: As a teacher?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. Do you get Human a pension? State.
0: I cashed it in. It was a 403B. Was so an,
1: if, you could have taken a pension or a, a cash prize?
0: Sort of. It wasn't exactly a pension because I was only about like a hair under 10 years. Um, what it was is I had been contributing to a four hundred three b, which is essentially a four hundred one k for teachers, and then I just cashed it in, and I got like thirty grand, and I used that to survive my first year in L A. Wow! And after that, I was nearly homeless the majority <laughs> of that time.
1: Thirty thousand is tough in L A. You know, I mean, yeah. I, even though it was a couple of years ago, it's still that's that's tough.
0: It's it's one of those things where. I was trying to supplement it with other jobs, like PA jobs and stuff like that. But like, I saw through the seams that they try to keep you so below hours, but they still want to keep you on call that they were just like ruining my life.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And it's to wit, the only job I've ever been fired from was a PA, uh, an office PA for a, for a production company.
1: I was fired from uh Delhi and I was fired from the Bonnie Hunt show.
0: From the Bonnie Hunt show. Mm-hmm. what was it Were you just not writing to their needs
1: um I have my theories what's the theory oh I'll do the oh, old okay discussion. fair
0: enough yeah I'll just let I, you know I, I get know that that's you. that's an invasive question on my end I probably yes. shouldn't say that after yes. we say the name of the person whose show uh, you got fired from but yeah that yeah. happens yeah. um yeah I did I got I got uh fired uh from being an office PA and and I came from massachusetts we're getting fired it's a very difficult process there's unions and it's like all that stuff and i came out here and they're like yeah you're just you're fired and i was like wait you can just do that and they're like yeah this is a right for a higher state you you mean nothing to us
1: California
0: is, or whatever it was yeah oh wow yeah they're like we don't even need a reason to fire you yeah 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 for as liberal as we are we sure do hate the people that do our bottom jobs
1: yeah especially showbiz
0: yeah, shout out to the scene in meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. I get to beguile Dr. DNA, Aeschylus and his tortoise. That is, they are rubbing in the fact that I got that question wrong on the game show that I was on. Still won my money though.
1: That's all that matters.
0: It was. I, would, I wouldn't have minded being in the show even though they edited me out, but they paid me and it was not nothing.
1: The best TV spot is when they don't air, but you got paid
0: for it. I make the joke a lot where... I say, yeah, I got onto Netflix the other way a comedian can get onto Netflix, which is through a game show. But I also made more money than most comedians that make it onto Netflix. So, yeah, I'm not going to (laughs) complain about it. Uh, (laughs) I can't think of anything funny because I'm not the comedian here. Uh, Mike Gouts, Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Jeff hates clawful figures. Steven, 20 years in retail has taught me loss prevention watches, employees, not customers. Because... The target loss prevention officer currently hunting jeff i shoplift m&ms when i go to target
1: jeff how many of these are there
0: i know it's a lot okay. but they're keeping me alive okay show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball bam gray man tell me your fears bam jeff uses deep blue sea memes to break bad news bam tyler wilgus asking seven uh jez Bud had a kid good for him kimball the casual frankenstein see we're almost done okay did you see um everything everywhere all at once yeah did you like? Would you? I mean, that was a silly question. Did you? Did you see it in the theater or on like who? In the
1: theater. I liked it. I mm-hmm. liked it. Um, yeah. I didn't love it. I guess you know what I hated was the uh, the hot dog fingers. For
0: it's weird. Reason, that, was that was weird. Yeah.
1: Gross for me. I it really. Uh, I didn't. I did not want to see anyone with hot dog fingers, and uh, yeah, that that stuck with me more than other things that should probably should have stuck with me.
0: I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool though. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone else liked it. It's uh, definitely, yeah, that that was to me for
0: boys. I saw it in Massachusetts, and the only other person in the theater was a dude from Anaheim. Hmm. And I was like, oh, this movie's going (laughs) to (laughs) fail. I was like, the only two people here are the people that have heard about it on billboards when they were home. Um, Well, shout out to a googly-eyed rock. Jose Canseik hat is rocking his dope ass signed Jeff May hat. That's right, I did sell one. Jay, friend of the crows, demands a crow emoji. Hashtag join the murder. Starting the cult of jezbut we await their glorious return. Uh, you get the Aldo Vargas rookie guard. everybody. Bauhaus, Koi fom art and mentoring. He is an art mentor.
1: I don't and believe we're almost done. I don't believe it. You don't have to. You look like you're almost halfway done. That's the look in your eyes.
0: There looks like about 15 more lines. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Pages. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Null and void. Ricky Cilantro, Big booty boy. Four twenty sixty nine. Alex from Maine. Jumping rope still a sport. Jeff not liking it. Still a fact. Uh, that's true. Especially because my knees are. F- I should. I should have been a swimmer because my knees are. F- done, man. Yeah. Bo- bodacious Big Bouncing, Bollock Bonanza, Jennifer Fenderlander at AV Foundry, Patrick Door. Bart Fartigan, Steven's Looking for a New Job, Huey, Not in the Face, Not in the Face. Be sure to check out next week's Nerd with Dre and Jeff starring The Tick. Rudy Daft Punk has an anime rueda. Jeff Hates Competitive Fun, Goji, Feliz Anos, Nuevo, It's a Goofy f- Molotovsky advises everyone to calm the f- down, enjoy the menu. Jared, Boston Market saved my Thanksgiving. Update it, Jared. Ruane, Farty Marty, who's devoted his life to being upwind from Jeff, in case the great air biscuit uh, arrives as foretold and eat sh- and die, Grand Canyon. I've never been to the Grand Canyon and I'm never going to go. You wrote a book. Uh, you wrote Dead People Suck uh, as a sort of a way of, I guess, dealing with the loss of your father. Was that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had been doing a lot of tweets about it and that's actually kind of the thing that really blew you up Mm -hmm. what was that what was the process like to write that book
1: you know I um when my dad was dying of cancer he just started doing tweeting jokes about it and then um I started telling those jokes on stage and then I did a special uh called 45 jokes about my dead dad and which I paid for myself and couldn't sell it I was like having trouble selling it uh, so then I was like, it, I'll just see if I can write this as a book instead, you know, maybe. And so I, I pitched it as a book to the publisher of <laughs> mom. I just said, let's do like <laughs> mom, but of grief, same template where it's, um, very short chapters that are very joke heavy about very specific, uh, minutia about dying, you know, watching someone die, hospice, cancer, all that stuff. And, um, in the, in that time, but, CISO bought my special. Um, so the special came out and then the book came out maybe like two years later.
0: And then CISO disappeared.
1: CISO so- disappeared. And my publisher went bankrupt. And so my book was bought. It was part of the catalog that was sold to the next publisher. And the next publisher is Penguin Random House. And they're a huge publishing company. But because it wasn't their book originally, it was it's like... Uh, you know, we're not, we're not putting too much effort into publicizing it. And on the day it came out, there was a mass shooting. And so they wouldn't even tweet about it that I had a book. Yeah. In-
0: That's so, pretty much like an every other day situation. You got to get lucky to not release your book I know, on the you mass have to, shooting I'm day.
1: A shootings. It was kind of one of the bigger ones. And uh, at, then I was like, oh, f- the book industry. But then I just felt done with books, you know, like they suck.
0: Somebody had, uh, posted a transphobic joke on my facebook somebody like somebody i went to high school with and i i went on and corrected her and she (laughs) and it was all about like keeping kids safe you know this bull that they're doing now where they're like it's about the children and i almost brought it up but i didn't uh to her but she was one of the owners of a gun store that sold guns to a mass murderer
1: i would see
0: one of the I huge ones. I would shoot myself ones. in the
1: head if I'd done that. Like, I can't imagine that you keep on living after you contributed to so many murders. How do, how do people not jump into the sea after they yeah. do that?
0: We'll just say that their gun store in Nevada was the one that supplied the weapons for...
1: For the... the, uh, the um, what mm-hmm. was the hotel with the, the Mirage? Yeah. Was
0: it was that one. And I'm just like, I got huge news if you want to protect kids. That's something yeah, sure. you can you can fix right away. Like wow. the balls on somebody to be like sort of like complicit in a mass murder and then just be like, yeah, but trans women aren't women because I want to protect children. And it's like none of this is true. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, we, that's like a 3000 hour conversation about <laughs> the hypocrisy and, and the wrong priorities. and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Can you imagine that that's the way your store becomes well known is that you have to do interviews about how normal this person was? That you were selling all these guns and weapons. I'm sure that increases
1: their business and it's actually, they would want that.
0: God, that's so wild, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're just a gross country.
0: It is really gross. You ever fire a gun? No. It's cool. I could never do it again. It's fine. Like, I I don't understand that the, the obsession that people have with them. That's stupid. So you travel with the book with dead people suck and mom, right?
1: Yeah. So sometimes I'll bring them on the road. Yeah. Do they sell? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah. That's, so that's going to be good. But like at this point in time where you, cause I know you've said it several times, but like the carrying of the bulk amount of the books is a pain in the ass or do you yeah, ship they're them? Or? They're
1: like a pound each and um, yeah, they're, they're heavy. Like I'm going to the funny bone in Albany at the end of this month. And I was like looking at my travel, which includes a lot of subway kind of stuff and getting on trains and I was like, I'm not gonna bring books. I'll just bring I have t-shirts that Caitlin Gill made me, and I'll see if I can get rid of all of those because they're a lot lighter than books.
0: Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would think so. And uh so you can go. So I went to uh your website, which is mm-hmm. killmartin.com, K-I-L-M-A-R-T-I-N, which has the access to um where it is streaming. You have a nice banner that talks about the book. You can actually get both books. Or like yeah. a little, a little, a, a little cheaper version of that. You, you have access to your, your Conan set, your, uh, I believe the, your James Corden set is there. Mm-hmm. I believe 45 jokes about my dead dad is just on YouTube now.
1: Yeah. It's there. Like I can't get a copy of the, the totals has been really frustrating. Like CISO went off the air. Sisa went down, I think in 2018, and we're supposed to get access to the special again. And I can't get a copy of the real one. So the copy I have has some, just like a still footage during a few of the chunks of material. It's not, it's not, it's like maybe 30 seconds of like the word rough cut. instead of me talking yeah um but even hear the audio it's so mm-hmm. it's you know it's not that distracting but it's not what aired and i can't seem to get the one that aired so i just have that one up if people want to watch it people i don't know like they like it i'm i i when i watch it now i'm like oh i was so close to when my dad died it was like i can hear it on my voice that i'm still still kind of in shock you know But, uh, you know, that was uh, that was the only time I could do it. So it's done. It's out there. And um, if people want to watch it, it doesn't cost anything to watch. Of course, nothing should cost anything. No, it's all of our content. Nothing we work for and die for should cost anyone anything. We should be turning it out.
0: My suggestion would be to watch it on YouTube. Go to killmartin.com and (laughs) grab the two books.
1: Yeah, sure. That'd that way cool. you get
0: that way you get both. Uh, especially, and they're
1: hardbacks. They're nice books. I have, you know, that I buy them from the publisher. They're brand new, and I'll sign them to you.
0: I have my copy of Dead People Suck right here. Yay.
1: I bought it at the
0: Barnes and Noble in Millbury, Massachusetts.
1: No, really? Oh, cool. When
0: I was home. Uh, I was home at the time, and I and I I bought it and read it while I was uh, while I was visiting my family. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy myself while I'm doing this, and I read the book. So yeah, I because, bought that, I bought that book tips for...
1: for, if your parents are still alive, what you should do and prepare for, because after they're dead, of course, it's too late to do a lot of stuff and you don't think, you don't think about it till after they're dead. So, you know, hopefully
0: I, I had to have, I mean, my mom's, my mom, when she crested past 60, I had to have the very unfortunate and uncomfortable conversation with her about being the executor of her will. Yeah. Um, For various personal family reasons. I was like, I think I think we both know that you need to make me in charge of this as, as, as bad as I would be, as I'm going to be at it, I'm still the best option. And I yeah. was like, if it doesn't happen, it's going to create a huge problem. And yeah. she just kept, kept pushing it off. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's just going to be a weird war. Um, after, after you pass. And she's like, well, I'm not going to leave for a long time. I'm like, mom, you can get hit by a car right now. You
1: know what- I, I don't i i assume i'm gonna die every day like the fact right. that i am i made it through this morning is pretty exciting
0: you're doing great thank you you're you're not only are you yeah, doing but i great. run in
1: front of buses all the time so i don't know why <laughs> just
0: still just fall yeah it's it is funny too because i i like drive by you a lot
1: like which is <laughs> strange
0: um I don't know why. Like, obviously, like, like, there's like a yoga studio that you go into that perfectly ma- or was. I used to drive by I you used a lot.
1: too. I don't. I do Zoom yoga now. I mm-hmm. I, I won't go into a yoga studio till there's a full COVID vaccine. Um, I don't. I can't believe anyone does. But yeah, whatever.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, uh, I would drive by. Like our schedule synced where I was driving by as you were going into your yoga classes. Oh, okay. Like, like two times a week. And I was like, this is in a way I was like, this is something I don't want to bring up. Uh, (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, I see you when you're going into yoga and you don't want to be seen. Uh, And and that was one of those things I thought was very funny. You are a traveling touring comedian. You are, you are a busy bee. You travel a lot. Um, You are one of the most enjoyable people to watch live.
1: Thank
0: Um, you. It's, It's true, though. It is true. And so now you're going to be at the Funny Bone in Albany on February 24th and 25th. Um, So, you know, that means that uh, if you are on the Patreon, you are going to hear this part of the episode. If you're in Albany, New York, get your ass to the Funny Bone on uh, Friday or Saturday and see her. Uh, March 2nd through 5th. Rooster Tea feathers in Sunnyvale, California. Everyone will hear that. March tenth, you're going to be at here and after in Seattle, Washington. You're going to be in New York City, the 16th through the 22nd. You're going to be in San Diego, uh, March 31st and April. I mean, you you've got stuff. You're going to be Moon Tower Comedy Festival, Austin, Texas, April 19th through 20th. You're going to be at the Time Community Theater in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That is an interesting venue. The community is that one you've done before. Mm-hmm no how'd you get nope. how did you get time community theater on may 18th in oshkosh wisconsin
1: um i think the people that run it uh liked a post or something or i don't know what they said something and i'm like hey i'm hireable then <laughs> they go oh, okay so no, no. it, it kind of hooks up with uh the laughing tap which is in milwaukee so it's all which
0: yeah which will be on the 19th and 20th you will be at the laughing tap so those are just yeah. some of your spots if you are local to los angeles I mean, Lori gets up like a New York comedian. I see you on three shows a night sometimes. I've I've never asked you to do Mint on Card where you've been like, no. You've always been like, yes, I would like that time. Oh, I, t- I
1: say yes to every spot. I love spots. Um, I, I On April 8th, I'm doing a, a comedy dynamics special at the 10 of, on the 10 o'clock slot at the El Portal. So people all have that link up when they give it to me. If, really? If really want to go see that, the taping. Yeah.
0: And uh if people want access to Laurie's uh constant posts and things like that, of course, killmartin.com. That's K-I-L-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. com will get you there. Or you can follow on social media at any Lori 16, A-N-Y-L-A-U-R-E one.
1: I e yeah
0: 16, yeah. Um, just wanted to make sure. Uh Lori, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around. We're gonna keep you for a little bit of bonus content. But is there anything I missed? I I very much I cannot stress how so much how much I want my listeners to listen to your stuff i really genuinely think you are one of the best living comics that we have right now
1: that's it thanks
0: if you are if you are listening on the patreon and you are in new england uh if you're listening on release date tomorrow i'm at redemption rock brewery in worcester massachusetts wednesday the 22nd uh most of you that doesn't matter to you. So just listen to my other shows. You don't even like sports and Unpopular Opinion, both on the Unpops Network. You can hear Tom and Jeff watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. And of course, if you're listening for free, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May for early access to Uncensored episodes with bonus content of this, along with, uh, you get uh, Nerd with Dre Alvarez, as well as Ug Fine with Kim Crawl. For now, bye. Hey, everyone. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as Artness by JustinBrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nabobon, available at Troy Nabobon on Instagram, as well as at Troy Nabobon.com. Nabobon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.